everybody. Welcome to episode 13 of the Back Row Steelers Show. On this episode, we're talking my all-time favorite players on offense, broken down by each position. Thank you again to Branson Thomas over at the Back Row Texans Show for this week's episode. Uh, content suggestion on Twitter. Don't forget, you guys can all hit me up on Twitter at Back Row Steelers. Uh, I'm there on Twitter, like I said, and Instagram. So feel free to hit me up on there. If there's anything you want to hear me talk about, uh, feel free to shoot me a message. Tell me how you feel about some things. We can have a discussion. Hell, maybe I'll even have you on the show as a guest if you got a good mic and setup and everything so we can uh, have a good conversation back and forth. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, you can also email me at backrowsteelers uh, uh, at gmail.com. If there's anything you'd like to hear me discuss on the show, if you don't feel like putting it on Twitter or messaging me on Twitter if you don't have it or Instagram, that's fine. Pretty much everybody has emails, so feel free to send me an email, and uh, I'll write back to you, and I'll try to include some things in the show. So, again, thanks for everyone for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review the podcast. It helps this podcast get recognized, ultimately out to more Steelers fans, which is what we all want. We want Steelers fans to listen more stuff about the Steelers. Who doesn't want to hear more stuff about the Steelers? All right, so that's the ultimate goal. Let's get, get this out to as many people as I can. Uh, share it with your family and friends as well. Word of mouth can spread this show pretty fast and uh, give you all something to talk about with each other. All right, uh, without further ado, let's get started with uh, our, well, mine, my personal uh, favorite offensive lineman and for me, former Army Ranger, for me, <laughs> former Army Ranger Alejandro Villanueva. I love this guy, uh, mainly because of his pride in America and the armed forces. Like, that's pretty amazing. Um, so I think I've mentioned it on the podcast before, I'm currently active duty Navy. I've been in for 19 years now, and uh, I definitely support all my veterans and stuff. And uh, I, I'm excited to, to talk about him today. So, how awesome is it that an Army vet can serve his country and then take his leadership and motivation from the Army to the NFL and put it on an awesome, awesome team like the Pittsburgh Steelers? That's pretty amazing. Uh, there aren't many teams in the NFL with a, a better left tackle than the Steelers, and I honestly love our, our whole O-line and uh, their cohesiveness that they have. We're one of the, the few teams in the league that has a lot of returning players, good cohesive uh, uh, communication and everything with the O-line. I've talked about this, and I feel like I'm beating a horse about it, but it's really going to matter, I think, uh, especially this year. Last year, they seemed a little bit off, but with injuries at quarterback and running back, that's kind of honestly to be expected uh the rhythm and cadence gets thrown off with different quarterbacks blocking changes drastically from running back to running back so on on the fly adjustments can be kind of super difficult honestly and especially because of the different running styles of the Steelers backs they've had they, they had years of Le'Veon Bell and his patient wait for the gap style of running that apparently only worked in Pittsburgh because he hasn't done so well since Last year on the Jets, he, he really didn't have that great of a year, honestly. Not in comparison to any year in Pittsburgh by far. That style of running changed a lot when Connor took over because he's not that style of back. Connor just likes to, he's going to hit the hole as fast as he can. Well, you know, the Steelers O-line would, would make a hole for Lev Bell, but it, it took a, a second or two to develop. Connor's not a patient runner, so it didn't really work. Either way, I'm getting off topic now, and... Let's reel this back in, and while we're talking running backs, let's talk about my favorite running back of all time in Pittsburgh. Uh, 
Now, I would love to say Franco Harris. And for some of the older crowd listening to this, you're, you're going to say, why isn't it Franco Harris? But sometimes it's hard to pick older players, mostly because I just didn't actually get to see them play live. And, and I'm not taking anything away from them. This is a show about my favorite Steelers players. If you want to talk about yours, I'd happily have you on the podcast, and we can have a discussion about what was so awesome about them and how you got to see them play live. And I would love to have a good conversation about some older Steelers players with you guys. His stats spoke for themselves, Franco Harris, uh, as he's the number one back in Steelers history with almost 12,000 yards. But but I honestly, I got to go with Jerome Bettis, who isn't too far behind him with 10,571 yards. He's the bus. The bus. What a monster on the field, and he was super fun to watch. From running over people, trying to tackle him, to running over his own teammates for touchdowns, or a, a, just a few more yards, like he just would just like a bowling ball, just run people over. Uh, But let's not mistake, he also had a little bit of finesse to those legs. The guy could juke people out of their shoes, and and he was really quite nimble for being a really, really large man. So uh, above everything and all the stats and all the stuff he did for the team, uh, Jerome Bettis is a good human being and a great teammate. And he actually has a charity called the Bus Stops Here Foundation. It's for underprivileged inner-city youth. It helps with funding educational and recreational activities and provides mentoring programs for those kids as well. You know, although he was drafted by the Rams and played two seasons with them, he'll forever be a Steeler. And that's why his his charity is in Allegheny County in Pennsylvania. It is directed basically at the inner city youth there. And, and he just loves the town of Pittsburgh. And I'm so happy he got to be a Steeler. There are some quality highlight videos on YouTube. I, I'm going to put a link in the episode description for you guys to check out the, the one YouTube video that I watched. It was really, really cool. Uh, I'm also going to put a link in there for the Bus Stops Here Foundation. So both links will be in there. So the YouTube video and the foundation website, which is the thebusstopsherefoundation.org. All right, time for some tight end love. Uh, n- no pun intended. <laughs> All right, Heath. Heath Miller, that's my favorite of all time for tight ends. The 168 games played from 2005 to 2015, this guy caught 592 passes for 6,569 yards and 45 touchdowns. Uh, He was awesome to watch, and the Steelers have been searching for a comparable replacement, honestly, since he retired. Thought we might have that with Vance, old Vance nasty stiff arm McDonald, uh, but the guy just can't stay healthy. And now we got Eric Ebron, a former first-round pick who was drafted by Detroit. Detroit is not very notorious for using tight ends well. So he kind of moved around, went to Indianapolis, like we discussed before on the podcast. Now he's here in Pittsburgh. Who knows? Maybe he'll be the next Heath Miller. Uh, he, he is 27 years old, but that's pretty young in terms of uh, tight end age. The cool thing about uh, Heath Miller, though, back, back on this guy, he was such a loyal player. Uh, 11 seasons with the Steelers is amazing. The fans in the stadium and, hell, even me at home watching them on TV yelling, Heath! Every time he caught the ball was just fun and really, really awesome to hear. And it made watching the games that much more enjoyable. After talking a lot about these players, I'm kind of seeing a trend here. And most players that love, most players that I love, loved playing for Pittsburgh. 
And, and that says something. The Steelers are, are they're such a loyal organization to the guys that they want to stay. Even they try to be loyal to the to guys that want to go out and get more money, and they try to pay them, and they try to do things. Ultimately, some people just stay in Pittsburgh because they love playing for the Steelers and being a part of the whole like Rooney dynasty that that is the Pittsburgh franchise. And to understand that the money thing kind of gets tough sometimes. It's hard to manage cap space, but they're loyal to the players. Their loyalty to the players, in turn, has built the most loyal and well-traveled fan base in the NFL. And uh, speaking of loyalty, let, let's go into my favorite wide receiver who played for Pittsburgh for quite a long time. At wide receiver, yeah, man, this is tough. Uh, it's such a tough decision because while I hate the person he's become, I loved AB84, old Antonio Brown. The, the guy was just phenomenal on the field. But, hey, don't worry. He's not my favorite wide receiver, though, in case I had you all worried. <laughs> uh, I love Lynn Swan. John Stallworth was great. Uh, at the end of the day, Heinz Ward takes the cake for me. 14 seasons with Pittsburgh. 14. At, that's loyalty. The guy ended his career with 1,000 receptions and 12,083 yards. There's a great article I read from Behind the Steel Curtain arguing for why he should be in the Hall of Fame. I'm going to put that link in the episode description as well with the other links for the things I was talking about. It, it, it's really a great read and explains why he likely isn't in the Hall of Fame. And part of that may be uh, because of his toughness on the field and kind of dirty hits on players that were illegal at the time. Uh, the league developed the Heinz Ward rule, honestly, that came out that came about in 2009 to protect defensive players from him and uh, other blockers running downfield, basically, your wide receivers go out there and they block on running plays and stuff, and they were just blindsiding people trying to tackle. So corners, safeties, linebackers coming in trying to make a tackle on a running back, the wide receivers would just blindside the guys. If you remember a few years ago, um, Juju Smith-Schuster leveled Vontez perfect, and it was awesome. Like It was the greatest block ever, but it wasn't very legal, let's be real. So in accordance with the Heinz Ward rule and what followed on to protect the receivers as well. So yeah, and that rule drew that protection for defenseless receivers. So the kind of the penalties kind of went both ways, and they said, you know what, this we 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 initially tried to say, you know what, maybe they should should not put their heads down. It's a dangerous sport they play, and they just need to suck it up. But at the end of the day, I think the rule has become sort of a thing where the the fans understand that they don't want these guys getting like traumatically hurt, and that used to be a huge part of the game was to go out and hurt people, and. and that's not really a game. So I think I've expressed some some discontent about going out and hurting people when I talked about James Harrison a couple episodes ago. So bottom line up front, uh, the guy was just a great player, Heinz Ward, and he was a great player, a great teammate, and I honestly, I miss watching him dominate the field. So again, look for the link on that article in the episode description. Last but not least is the quarterback position. It's Big Ben Roethlisberger. That's my favorite quarterback of all time. And I know that he has a lot of character flaws, and that can detract from him being everyone's favorite. I will say that he's not my favorite human for sure, but he's recently shown uh, his, his flaws, and he's owned them and admitted to struggling with, you know, like porn and alcohol addiction, and that, that's just tough. Like, it's, it's tough for anybody to come out and say, look, I have a problem. That's a really, really hard thing to do. And, and at least he's uh, quite, we'll call it quote-unquote, man enough 
uh, to to own it and to do that in the form he did, that, that had to be very difficult for him. And, and good for you, Ben. Good for you for trying to be a better person, man. No, nothing wrong with that. We can all change. We can try to make better decisions for ourselves. And, uh, yeah, good for you, Ben. Uh, a two-time Super Bowl champ and team leader, Ben drives and motivates the team. Uh, I, I love the way he goes out there, and he just kind of has an expectation for everybody. And when they don't meet that expectation, he shows it. Um, there aren't many quarterbacks in the league that could support the wide receiver uh, cast that he does on the regular. The guy just goes out there, makes wide receivers look really good. And let, let's be real, Pittsburgh is good at finding good wide receivers too, though, so that helps a lot. But not a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL are able to go out there and support two to three quarterback, or sorry, two to three wide receivers and, and make them great players in the league. Uh, I'm honestly looking forward to him continuing to play for the next two years. I do think it's time for, to get a, to go get our future quarterback, uh, and there's just no way that it's Mason Rudolph or De- Devlin Hodges or Paxton Lynch or JT Barrett. Like Our, our depth chart is kind of stupid right now. Um, it's a little annoying to try to pick it apart, and I think we're, we're going to have some issues cutting down to the 53 and managing cap space and stuff like that, so we're going to see what happens with that, but... I don't think our our relief for Ben Roethlisberger is currently on the roster. In the next two years, Ben is going to rack up the stats and hopefully get us back to the big dance. Let's go to the Super Bowl, boys. These are these are the two years to do it for sure. We have the team, like the team, the unit cohesiveness on both sides of the ball to get it done. Having so many returning players that have have played together for a while now, it is going to benefit the Pittsburgh Steelers in a tremendous fashion. Uh, mostly because COVID may not hurt us as bad as it's going to hurt other teams that are relying on uh, some more junior people and trying to put pieces together to make a team. And we already have a team and they've already played together and they understand how each other plays. The only disadvantage we have right now is, is honestly how healthy is Ben and is he ready? Is, is he field ready? Is he game day ready? We'll see. I have a feeling he's going to be. Um, he's, he's getting his head on straight and I'm honestly just hoping big Ben is actually back to good health. And it's it's not just like a smoke show for the media happening right now. All right. Uh, And that's going to do it for my favorite offensive players of all time in Pittsburgh. I know it's kind of some newer people and I'm okay with that. Uh, I am a fan also of Terry Bradshaw quarterback. He's the original TB 12. So any of you Steelers fans out there that have acquaintances that are Patriots fans, go ahead and rub that in their face uh, that the original TB12 is, in fact, Terry Bradshaw. All right, let's get on to some news. Going to keep it kind of shorter today. Uh, Derek Watts' agent apparently kept it on the, on the low that Steelers were wanting him to get wanting him to be on the team really bad. And, and the reason he, he didn't really want him to take it uh, right away, just because of you know biased decision to go play with his brother, who wouldn't want to play NFL football with your brother? So his agent was kind of looking out for him, trying to get him the best deal that he could, and, and I like that. That's a good agent, you know, honestly, because uh, how many teams out there are really going and gunning for a fullback? If you got this guy out there that you can market, and Derek Watts a good fullback, he's he's going to be good for blocking, and I think that's why we picked him up. 
Uh, it's going to be good to help protect Ben so we can send a fullback out there for sure on passing plays and help out the O-line quite a bit as far as getting some protection for our quarterbacks. So so his agent did what he could. That's a good, that's a good job on the agent. Ultimately, the agent told Derek Watt, like, how'd you like to go play for the Steelers? And Derek just had a big old grin on his face and was ready to go play some football with his brother. That's super cool. Now, I have one more news piece. And uh, <clears throat> it, Steelers Nation posted a quote on Facebook from Coach Tomlin Red. Now, now, hold on. Before I get into that, I, I'm honestly going to be making a stand here about something, and this might piss some people off. But those people need a mental adjustment. Um, I will never speak politics on this show ever. So... I want you all to know that I have zero agenda uh, in what I'm about to say uh, other than we need to be better to each other. So Steelers Nation posted a quote on Facebook from Coach Tomlin that read, It's our intention, this is in quotes, It's our intention to support those guys and any statement or action they take as long as it's done thoughtfully and with class, and that includes kneeling. To which... Facebook proceeded to explode with hate and bigotry. Now, I'm not a stir-the-pot kind of guy, uh, but seeing my fellow service members and veterans making asshole, ill-informed comments really got to me. So uh, I retorted with this statement. So much hate from people missing the point. Having all that hate must hurt your heart, but probably not as much as the people's hearts that are the reason for the kneeling. Get out of your comfort zone and go ask some other humans for some clarity and meaning. And for you veterans out there that are hating, you've lost something along the way. You fought for American citizens and the rest of the world to have freedoms and to not feel oppressed. I bet you wouldn't be mad at your brothers in arms if they couldn't stand because they have no legs. Well, kneeling is, is the proverbial, I have no legs. Grow your hearts, America. Change is going to come. I'm not looking to start an internet fight here, so save your negativity and don't respond if you're feeling attacked and take a minute to self-reflect. I retired from Navy service in less than a year and I will proudly watch my fellow Americans strive for equality on and in a massive media stage because every human has rights and just wants to be treated fairly and loved. Now, I, I got some replies. So I got a reply that says, Kaepernick is not oppressed. He hates America. Did you not read his statement? Well, I did read his statement, and uh, everybody's entitled to their opinion, and that's fine. Um, Kaepernick did say something. I'm not going to celebrate the fourth for a country for independence that doesn't actually have independence. Uh, I think maybe Kaepernick's missing a point a little bit. The Independence Day was our independence from uh, in, in our ability to create our own country. And in this whole process of creating our country, we have to make ourselves better. So maybe it was taken a little out of context, uh, and he wasn't able to convey a full thought in, in what he said. I'm not going to defend the guy. However, um, what was said was said, he's kind of getting slammed all over social media and, and maybe rightfully so I'm not sure. So I got another response, uh, and it says Robert Sprout. I understand they have the freedom to kneel whenever they want. But on the football field is their job. And as such, if their employers say, don't kneel, then don't kneel. I am a teacher, and there are plenty of times I had to follow school board rules that I wasn't fond of. Same thing here, 
make a statement on your own time, not the company's time. So to which I replied to the, this gentleman, while I understand where you're coming from, both your and my jobs are not on a media stage of millions of Americans with the ability to social influence. It would be a great discussion to have with your students about equality and why we as a country still aren't there yet, and the obstacles that Americans face because of it. Maybe use it as an extra credit piece or something for them to describe oppression and what equality means to them. So uh, this gentleman also got another reply from somebody else who said their employers are not telling them not to kneel. Even the commissioner is okay with it. So basically, this guy's just a little misinformed, and hopefully he, he took some things in from this. And that's awesome. Now, now I get I get an interesting reply. And like I said, I wasn't looking to start an internet fight. I even put that in there. But this lady has to go out here and say, here's the thing. Anyone kneeling at this point, in all caps, knows it is just going to cause, in all caps again, more anger and more division. And it, again, in all caps, is never going to be the solution to the problem. So there's absolutely no need in it. If they didn't want to actually do something, they would be looking for solutions, not more problems. So, so I replied to her, in quotes, they, huh? I asked to not start an internet fight. But your comment is the definition of racism and oppression. When people say check your privilege, it's directed at people with your line of thinking. If it bothers you so much, how about you help be a part of the solution instead of condemning your fellow humans for trying to have their voice heard? Now, so she replies to me, and I haven't touched it yet. Uh, you are totally off base and apparently not familiar with grammar and English language. My they referred to anyone taking a knee, which is the subject of this post. Take that as you, however you will. How you misconstrued a word to imply I'm privileged and racist, God only knows. I reiterate my opinion that anyone taking a knee at this point during the National Anthem knows they are going to cause more division, not less. I believe we all should be proactively doing positive, loving, helpful things to build up fellow Americans, but taking a knee doesn't really help a single person. I, I, I honestly don't know how to reply to this. If you have anything that maybe... If any of you have something that maybe I, I just I don't know how to reply to her, and, and maybe my conversations with you know a lot of my friends and stuff have, have I, I just don't know guys this this is it's mind blowing to me. So anyway, uh, I, I have a very small media voice uh, in this podcast. Um, however, it, it is out there and it's free for everyone to hear. And I'd like some, some valuable input if you were able to provide it. So, uh, yeah, anyway, I'm just going to leave that one alone. It's easier not to argue. So uh, I'm going to leave with this. Uh, I, I'm, not a, I'm not a black American. I didn't grow up as one. I didn't grow up ever feeling discriminated against or, or oppressed. So I can't speak to how the minority communities truly feel at heart. Uh, maybe I'm, uh, I'm, a, I'm a little ignorant to how... The, the whole rest of the world works because in my line of work in the military, we do strive for a very, very equal uh, uh, community and feeling uh, among everybody. And, and it's great. And uh, maybe that makes me a little ignorant to the rest of the world. Uh, and to, to that, it, I don't know. I'm not going to say I'm sorry because I'm not sorry, but um, 
I, I like to be as informed as I can and make informed decisions instead of feeling like like the media is just trying to feed some some bullshit. So, uh, yeah, I, like I said, I, I, I can't speak to how the minority communities truly feel at heart. Uh, kneeling is not meant to be disrespectful to our great country or the flag, but to call to stage uh, that change needs to happen. So uh, I, I guess that's going to do it for this week's episode, folks. Um, hopefully you guys share this episode and, and get it out there. And maybe if you don't share the same sentiment as me, uh, as far as, you, you know, try, trying to, to be a part of the change, be a part of the solution, not the problem, uh, then, yeah, pass the word on, everybody. Uh, if, if you don't, if you don't, sorry, if you don't share the same sentiment, then, then I'm sorry, like, that, that, you're offended by truth. So anyway, uh, that's going to do it for this week's episode, folks. Uh, thanks for listening, subscribing, downloading these episodes. And uh, I, I will catch you guys next week. Uh, I, I'm still working on what I want to talk about. So again, looking for some suggestions. Hit me up. All right. Thanks, everyone. Uh, have a great time, and I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. See you next time on the Back Row Steelers Show. And again, in the famous words of Jackie Moon, everybody love everybody. Uh, We're all just a bunch of meat sacks trying to live our lives to our fullest extent. And uh, I love you all.